Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into some NBA as the Bulls just keep winning, winning two more games this week, both against teams with five-game winning streaks, Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets on Monday, uh, and Luka Doncic and the Mavericks on Wednesday. Bulls blowing them out, basically. I mean, both teams hung around. It was close, but the Bulls ultimately putting... Uh, the final push uh, to win the game. Uh, so Bulls sitting at top of the East uh, with the Washington Wizards, which is random. So both, you know, two teams you wouldn't expect to be on top. Uh, Bulls seven and three. Wizards, I believe, are eight and three. Um, so I'm sure we'll see the Wizards uh, sooner rather than later. Um, but lots to talk about with the Bulls uh, and the NBA. Bulls are back. Um, I'm getting those texts again from people. You know, Stacey King quotes everywhere quotes um you know just hype you know haven't got that in a decade so feels good that there's something to you know it's must watch basketball again the bulls are must watch um so gonna be on the pot a lot it's been my dream to like talk about a good bulls team uh it's better than talking about a bad team i'll tell you i'll tell you that uh, but we're also gonna talk some other hoops today uh nca college basketball is back uh, some shitty games this week uh but some blockbusters this weekend uh mark or not marquette Villanova taking on UCLA Friday night in UCLA. Uh, and then Mike Gonzaga Bulldogs taking on uh, a top five uh, Texas Longhorns team uh, in Spokane late Saturday night, so it should be a battle. Uh, so some good games coming up, but we'll talk about the Tuesday games. Uh, there were still a couple of high-profile teams, Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas. Um, so we'll talk about who's going to be raising the banners at the end of the season, uh, maybe some underdog teams. And then, of course, we have our favorite segment, the Fickner Cup Fantasy Pod. Um, do or die time in Fickner World. Um, some must-see matchups. Going to be a battle. Let's get after it. So we're going to start with, with the Chicago Bulls today. It's an honor to be able to you know talk about the Bulls uh, while they're also being talked about you know, by ESPN, Bleacher Report, you know, all their highlights on House of Highlights on Instagram. You know, everyone's, you know, Bulls are front page news right now. It's not like this podcast is just like, you know, uh, a Homer podcast uh, for the Bulls and, you know, we'll just act like they're you know, the best. You no, know, they are one of the best teams in the league. They have a matchup against the number one seed in the West, the Golden State Warriors, 10-1. and one. Uh, tomorrow night in Golden State, you know, with the Bulls being on top of the East. So they have a showdown with the other best team from the West. And may I add, the Bulls took down the number two team in the West, Utah Jazz, handily at home. I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll be a battle when we go out there, but it's good to know. Uh, and so the Bulls have, you know, they're 1-0 against the Western Conference. They're playing the best two teams in the Western Conference. The Bulls have their circus trip coming up, you know, which in the past has been dreadful. 
always halts our season. You know, every any success that you had before that is just tarnished because you you go and lose six straight uh, in uh, the mountains, the West Coast. It, it it doesn't matter where you go, uh, deep into Washington to play Portland or you know Oregon. Sorry, uh, but you know somewhere out there, you know they're all the same to me. And you're like, God damn it, you know, we just lost six in a row. And it's, it's bad juju, then we have to get out of it. But I was listening, you know, after the Bulls beat the Mavericks last night, which I'll get into in a second, uh, Will Purdue. So now I'm also watching the post-game analysis uh, because they're fun to listen to when your team wins. And even, like, Kendall Gill, Will Purdue, they don't know what to say, I mean, or, you know, how to act because it's been so long. You know, Will Purdue said literally since, you know, it's been decades since I've been able to come to the the – the arena, and just kind of, you know, without Luka Doncic exploding or, you know, some freak thing happening, the Bulls were going to take care of business tonight. And you know, no one's had that feeling in so long. And so going into this week, you know, the Brooklyn Nets on Monday, uh, the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday, two of the hottest teams in the league, you know, with the best scores in the league with Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic. And the Bulls, you know, with a bench unit led by Caruso, Io DeSumo, Derek Jones Jr., those have been difference makers, like locking these guys down when it matters in the fourth quarter, and that is a sign of a good team. Uh, and, and obviously, we, we've been led by Zach Levine uh, and Demar Rosen. Like historically, might be one of the best backcourt duos in Bulls history. I mean, I know it's early, but seriously, both being an MVP candidates, um, you know, specifically Demar Rosen, you know, putting on a show so far, um, along with Levine. I mean. Levine, you know, started off kind of slow. I don't know if you guys watched the game last night. Not the case. You know, the best game I've seen Zach Levine have all season. Uh, splashing threes, uh, taking to the hoop at will. That 360 dunk to finish the game. A casual 360 dunk. A casual 360 dunk. Um, it's just great to see um, how the expectation. And it, it's true. You know, this was probably the best Bulls post game I've ever seen. They also talked about how each win, the pressure builds because the expectations get higher and so true so now as Bulls fans it's like we want to beat the Warriors tomorrow like we expect and the we expect you know a good game and you know what if they did get blown out by 20 you can't be like oh Bulls like they're playing an unbelievable Warriors team but it, it's it's not about that it's about you know it's about the concept quote by Kyle Coughlin it's about the concept uh, all right it's we expect our team to be good and but the Bulls expect themselves to be good we'll pre- you know, I keep saying what Purdue, but he, you know, I'm quoting him. He said, you know, the Bulls are not going to, this, this is not the same type of road trip. Yes, it's going to be grueling. We're playing, you know, we have coming up Warriors Friday, Clippers on Sunday, uh, Lakers Monday, Portland on Wednesday, Nuggets Friday, and then we come home against the Knicks. Uh, so then, so yeah, we, we're done with the West Coast, and, and then we have the Knickerbockers again. Like, freaking the Bulls are ready for this. They're ready. They, they expect to go out of this road trip, you know, not losing. Um, and it's, 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 it's so, you know, cool to see a team that has, you know, not only does the fans have expectations, but the players obviously have now their expectations of when to win a championship. Now it sticks into your head. Are the Bulls, you know, champ, championship caliber? Uh, which is like, I haven't even, like, I did not go into the season thinking that. No doubt in my mind. You know, I, everyone's like, oh, the Bulls going to make the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, they'll be, you know, and I'm owning up to it. I'm like, they're going to be, you know, fighting for 7-8 seed. Um, and it's so early in the season, so I'm not trying to go overhead myself. But, like, now it's like, okay, we have expectations to be a top three or four team. 
in the East. Uh, and that's the bar we've set. We've just kind of casually done it out of nowhere. Um, you know, so, and, you know, but going back to the schedule, it's not like we, you know, the last week and a half haven't been playing cupcake teams. Uh, after that first four or five games, playing the Pistons twice, Pelicans, at Toronto was a good win. The Raptors are a good team, especially at home. So I'm not faulting that one. And I'm not faulting the wins before that. I mean, those are, you know, bottom of the barrel teams, but the Bulls used to struggle with teams like that. But the Bulls were taking care of business in those games uh, pretty handily, which is great to see. Um, but, you know, we beat a team like the Boston Celtics at Boston, come back from 18 points. When have you ever done that? That was kind of a telling point for me. I'm like, this team's legit. Um, and then beating the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant. Um, the Mavericks, Luka Doncic, teams that we struggle to play against. Um, we did lose to the Sixers twice last week. Um, kind of weird games. The Sixers are very good. They have all these role players that just don't miss. Um, Niang, we all hate Niang here. He's the worst. Um, and then, you know, Court Mots, and Joel Embiid, of course. I would love to play that team again, though, and we will, you know, two more times. Um, I hate that team. Now, they're definitely like the team. I'm like, I hate them. You know, like, they're just like, Embiid's so annoying. I, I'm sure we'll see them in the playoffs uh, or, um, you know, obviously we have two more matchups. But it's going to be, you know, we, we formed a rivalry there, uh, which is cool to see. Um, so it, the Bulls are going to be exciting basketball. Uh, the next couple months, I mean, the whole season now. So if you're not watching the Bulls, hop on the Bulls train there for real. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride. So I just want to hop into some college basketball really quick. Um, you know, it's just fun that the season's back. Um, you know, I don't know, like, like it came up on Tuesday, and I'm like, college basketball, there's like 100 games. I'm like, I don't know any of these teams. I don't know anything about them. I'm like, where do I place the money? Where do I place the money? You know, where's, what teams are cooking? Um, I only end up making one college ba- basketball pick on Tuesday. Uh, I took the Bonnies minus 18.5. They covered. They won by 24. They were down to Siena by like 10. I checked my phone at work. I was like, oh, geez. Uh, but I stayed disciplined that day. I was like, I mean, I didn't, I couldn't, it took me two hours to make that bet. I didn't know. I was just scrolling. I was like, I got to make some sort of bet. Uh, I was going to take Michigan State plus 5.5 against Kansas. Stayed away. Lost by like 10. I was also going to take Kentucky plus 3. Lost, you know, by 8 to Duke. So good thing I stayed away from those games. Those are like the only teams where I'm like, okay, well, I know these teams, but I still don't know them, you know, super well. It, it, you know, I'm like, yeah, Duke has all these players in Kentucky, but I don't know who they are. They're like, you know, they're freshmen. Um, so hard to know with those teams right away. Michigan State, I'm always just like, you know, you know, they're they're Spartans. They'll they'll compete, but then I looked and they had like awful records against the spread in neutral sites, and they're always on this this like State Farms Classic every single season. So I'm always like, eh. Uh, so the Bonnies for me. Uh, so it's a good start. Uh, yesterday I took, you know, there was literally not a game I liked, so I decided just to put like, you know, $7 on, you know, a team that was like plus like nine fifty. So I chose, uh, um, what, what was the team? It was, uh, Youngstown State. That's who it was. Youngstown State against Penn State. They're plus nine fifty. Um, I saw some value. I mean, I don't know anything about it. And, 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 and they kept it close. Ended up losing by like 15, but it wasn't like, you know, they were at a chance. Um, but this weekend, obviously, um, some some blockbusters as I was talking about um, Villanova and UCLA Friday. Well, that should be a good game. Uh, I like Villanova in that. You know, I think they're like plus three. Um, but it's always hard to bet against a team at home. Like UCLA's crowds gonna be bumping. They're ranked number two. Uh, but I I still like plus three of Villanova. I don't know. I, I think they're gonna make it a close game. Uh, and then Zags um, taking on Texas Saturday. It's at Spokane. Um, I'm sure the spread doesn't come out for that game. I I'm not sure what they're. I'm sure Zags will be favored by um, anywhere from three to five points. 
Um, I'm definitely taking the Zags, no matter what they are. I didn't take a minus 40 against Dixie State on Tuesday. Good thing I didn't. They won by 34. Um, but, you know, always got to ride the Zag spreads if they're reasonable. Um, I always like them at home. You know, Chet Holgram. You know, Zags are going to be good again this year, n- number one in the country. Um, and they love playing these, you know, these uh, non-conference games against ranked teams. They always come to play. Um, this is, they have to. This is their season because they're – Conference is so weak, they don't have time to make it up later. Um, so, so some good games this weekend. Um, you know, college basketball doesn't really start up, I feel like, until like the Thanksgiving tournaments. Um, that's when things start to get juicy. Uh, so, you know, a lot of we- you know, crappy games the next you know, couple weeks. But college basketball is back. Uh, it slowly starts to creep up on you once college football fades. Uh, you know, I, th- I think we're all tired of college football now. At least I am. I mean, I'll, I'm still going to, you know, partake in it you know on Saturdays but it's you know it's such a weird sport teams just you know come to play well, one weekend don't come to play the next weekend so it's so hard to tell you know especially with betting um but you know it's you know college football you know it's always fun because you know like you know who's gonna make the last uh you know spots for the playoff and and so we'll keep it relevant you know on the pod with you know NCAA football you know once it starts getting juicy but not a lot going on there, but you know, all about college basketball now. Um, you know, we keep moving forward, and as I said, once we get to Thanksgiving, things are going to start to be you know heating up in the you know the next two or three weeks uh, in the NCAA basketball world. Riddles rant of the week. Hey, dang, what's the My riddles rant of the week. I'm taking it to fantasy football. I think the first ever fantasy football. Rant. I mean, I rant about it all the time in the you know fix segment, but not on my actual rant. But I'm taking it to it. Um, this week, uh, Nick Chubb being in COVID, you know, got COVID, so he's in COVID, you know, regulations right now, uh, having to you know get two negative tests uh, for him to, for him to play on Sunday. He is vaccinated, um, but him and Felton, two running backs, uh, both getting COVID, so. Only Browns running back available is Dearness Johnson. And who's playing Dearness Johnson in two leagues um, where, you know, in both leagues it's meaningful matchups. It's four and five against four and five, five and four against five and four. Uh, granted, the one league uh, uh, in Northside, uh, I hate to talk about other leagues on this pod besides the Fickner League, but I do love the Northside League, so everyone can fuck off. Uh, I'm playing Ike. We're both five and four. Uh, he has Chubb anyway, so I was gonna be playing him. Um, so I don't really, I'm not really mad about that. It just kind of, you know, makes it double stuffed because um, in my other league, in the Fickner Cup league, uh, you know, spoiler alert, you know, I'm playing Pastuovic. We're both four and five. He only had Dearness Johnson. He has like no other options as you know for running backs. He's starting AJ Dillon and Dearness. He was gonna have to do that regardless of Nick Chubb playing, unless he, maybe you know, he tried to pick up another running back, maybe, um, but. Of course, I have Nick Chubb, so it's just a huge swing uh, in the projections. You know, I'm still waiting on Zach Moss. Um, I, I picked up Devin Singletary in case, but Zach Moss, you know, in concussion protocol, I'm going to need him. Um, you know, now, now I'm having to start with Julio in the flex. It fucks everything up, Chubb. Chubb runs that team. I need him. He's my anchor. He's out. And, of course, but, you know, ticket just slides right in with Dearness Johnson. Um, it's just kind of an unlucky thing. You know, I'm, I'm ranting about it. It could happen to anyone, but... Not good timing. It's like fantasy football just made this happen. I don't know how they did it. 
GeForce Spotlight of the Week. My GeForce Spotlight of the Week. I'm taking it to the Bears, not the Bears team. You know, fuck the Bears. Uh, Bears just pissed me off. Um, especially Marsh. You know what? At first I was like, you know, with what happened on, on Monday with the celebration, you know, excessive celebration by the Bears uh, it, late in the game. Um, and then so, you know, it was going to be fourth down, ended up being first down, lost in the game. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, it wasn't really a celebration. You know, like he was just, you know what? He, he's an idiot. I don't know what he was doing. He should have gone back to the huddle. But regardless of the situation, the G4 spotlight goes to Justin Fields. Uh, he's going to be the future. You know, after watching uh, Jordan Love play against the Chiefs on Sunday, and then, you know, you know him being the future of the Packers one day, I am way more comfortable with Fields, you know, watching him. He's looked good the last few weeks, you know, and for how bad of a team he has, they get some p- weapons around him. He's going to be good. Um, my buddy, uh, another NFL insider, John Elsie, um, being in Pittsburgh for the game with Chris, uh, saw him firsthand, you know, I, I asked him, you know, what he saw from him. He just saw, like, you know, someone that he trusted. You know, someone that, you know, give him give him some offensive weapons and he will come through at the end of games. You know, I was there firsthand uh, on Halloween when they lost to the Niners. He had the amazing, you know, fourth down run uh, for a touchdown. And, the, you know, the ultimate loss. But he looked awesome. He looked good. He can run. He should be running more, in my opinion. Uh, but Fields is the man. He had an awesome game uh, against the Steelers. Um, you know, ton of yards. I think like around 300 or so. So, you know, awesome game for Fields. Uh, despite the, the loss on Monday, uh, he's going to be good, you know, upcoming for the Bears. The flick of the week this week, I'm taking to an Amazon documentary, the Kid Cudi documentary called A Man Named Scott. Um, it was recommended to me by the Kenmore House, uh, Ali Foley, Maddie Getz, Justin Nandini. Uh, I love how I say the last names of the first two people, but not the last. Uh, just couldn't think of it at the time. Yeah, you know, just, just went with it. Um, but yeah, awesome documentary. Um, talks about uh, Kid Cudi, you know, how we, you know, start off with a single day and night um, and, how, and how they put him on the board. Uh, but then obviously, you know, handling all the uh, pressure with, you know, being famous and, you know, having to come out with, you know, albums and you know it wasn't like so much the pressure it was the fact that Kid Cudi was unhappy uh, and how you know how he handled that while still having to like do his career um and so it just you know talked about his relationships with you know Kanye West Shia LaBeouf you know all all the uh, schoolboy Q all these guys came on the documentary and were talking you know how how much Kid Cudi's music influenced uh themselves and how it just kind of changed the game and he and then you know they go back and they they go through his albums and his song, and you're like, wow, like, this guy has bangers. And, like, you know, it was different music. You know, he actually talked about his feelings and how he was sad. And you're like, shit, this guy. And, you, like, for, for instance, The Pursuit of Happiness, you know, it's supposed to be a sad song, but it's like a pump-up song. It's in, like, Project X, you know, after the remix. Uh, and so at first that bothered Kid Cudi, but then, you know, he was like, you know what, Our people were just fucking with it, and they love it. And you know what, it can be, just because it's about, a, you know, you know, a topic of him being, you know, upset with himself, it still can be, you know, celebrated. So I think that's really cool to see. Uh, and it was just, you know, uh, cool to see someone following through their dreams and being real. You know, he's a real person. That's why people love him. That's why people love working with him. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, check it out. 
Uh, and honestly, it's only 90 minutes, so you know you cruise through it. Uh, it's a it's a good watch. Uh, it'll you know honestly help inspire your life. It is now time for our favorite segment on the RMT podcast, the Fickner Cup Fantasy Pod segment, um, and it's a great one this week. I was just putting up together uh, some notes. Uh, I, I was gathering my thoughts here. I was crunching the numbers. A lot of movement in the power rankings this week. This isn't all business week. I don't have time to get into my usual spiel um, with the boys from home. You know, we've had our fun. Uh, uh, we've had our fun. Uh, uh, hashtag Ray Potius, uh, you know, Got to get a couple in there. Got to get a couple. I, I, I just can't help but, you know, just spear out uh, random uh, information here uh, about people from my high school. Uh, or middle school. Yeah, I don't think Shatiz uh, ended up going to York. <laughs> I don't know where Shatiz went. Uh, he he was there in 7th, 8th grade. I, you know, I would hang out in gym class with him, and then he wasn't there anymore. So I was like, all right, R.I.P. Shatiz. Um, that that should have been the podcast name, honestly. R.I.P. Shatiz Manuel. Uh, but back to business here. Back to business. We can't get off track. We have to stay on course here. Uh, there's no choice. Um, so let's just get right into it here. Um Week nine matchups, uh, and they were they were uh, very interesting to say the least. A uh, lot of lot of big time wins, a lot of heartbreak losses. Um, this was a witching hour. Uh, everyone needed a win this week, uh, but not everybody can win. That's the way fantasy football goes. Um, but everyone knows that. Uh, let's get right into uh, a matchup here uh, that you know. Both guys needed a win bad. Uh, and the one guy who we least expected to come out on top got it done. And that was Tite's Big Sam getting a huge win over Dan Fernando's Vegas son, 116-73. Kuhn is back. Uh, Four-game losing streak. Needed a win for his morale, his self-esteem, for his fake life. And he got it. He got it. Kuhn came through. He's now 5-4. and four. Um, Still... Still worried about his team down the stretch a little bit. You know, will he be locked in on the second half of the season? Um, we never know. But if he is, he has a chance to make a run at this. Uh, I don't mind Kuhn's team. He has some playmakers. Never easy to beat Kuhn. Never easy, I'll admit it. Um, ticket, three-game losing streak. Uh, we all know our big matchup with the Saloons this week uh, as the Saloons head to Vegas for a showdown. Uh, we'll get into that matchup. You know, later in the pod, um, but must-win matchup next week for Vegas Sun, uh, as you can, you know, on a three-game losing streak, looking to change that uh, with a dub against the Saloons. Um, about that action, taking on Team Cough Daddy. Team Cough Daddy taking his first loss uh, as Team Cough Daddy. You know, as we all know, he had the uh, team name change from Curtains to Cough Daddy, losing 81-73. to Gross matchup. Lebo not being able to pick up a quarterback after Tula got hurt, um, but ultimately survived uh, as the Bears fucked up the Steelers' defense for Mr. Coughlin. Now 3-6 and six, uh, in full must-win mode uh, starting next week. Uh, but, you know, we've already, you know, us bottom feeders, uh, you know, we've been in a must-win mode for a while now, so he knows what to do. Uh, we'll see if Coughlin can bounce back next week. Um, the commissioner getting a big dub against MMC. 115 and 93. Nato losing two in a row. Moving to four and five. Here's the Nato shift. 
going from four and three. Now he's four and five. Um, he did the same thing when he was two and three. He went to four and three. You know, he goes in spurs of two, so we expect another run from Nato. Uh, meanwhile, the commissioner uh, staying at the top. Uh, as he said, it's lonely at the top. Um, uh, Kuhn also said that once. Uh, yeah, it was must have been lonely for a little bit for uh, Big Sam. Um, but the commissioner, six and three, still officially not at the top, um, but of the power rankings, he will be. Um, two game winning streak, six and three, taking care of business, uh, dangerous team, you know, with Cooper Cup, you know, all bets are off uh, when you head out west. Uh, the conundrums taking on the Krusty Clams, uh, another. Low scoring affair for the conundrums. Uh, if if you bet the under on the conundrums this year, you are you know in the green because he hits those unders every week. One hundred four to seventy eight, moving to seven two, uh, seven and two. Um, crusty clams three and six. You know it, it, it's now Holman's crusty clam. I like that better. Um, losing Derrick Henry, big blow for Holman. Uh, gonna have to find a way to battle, uh, but not looking good, trending down. But that's where Holman likes it. Three and six still has a chance. He's, he's only one game back of the four and five teams, so he controls his own destiny. Will he be able to rally the troops just in time to make yet another playoff appearance at number six? Um, and finally, we have uh, the Saloons uh, taking down McGee's Human Centipede, 135-93. Probably Saloons' best week. It was definitely the first week where I was like, all right, I'm feeling something here. I'm feeling some magic. I like the matchups. Um, two, three, and five teams going at it. Um, only one could come away with the W, and that was the Saloons. I'm happy to be on the winning side. Uh, it was a, it's always a battle with Nasser. Always a battle. A uh, great competitor. Um, you know, love doing battle with Nasser. Uh, great guy. Um, you know, I, I think we're having a moment right now, Nasser. Uh, but Saloons, we're all business at this time of the year, and a dub was necessary. Um, so you know, Nasser not out of it yet. Uh, as he put in the group chat, you know, not you know he's he's right there. You know, not over yet. Uh, so he's you know he's still battling you know being three and six and four and five is only a one game difference, um, um, but you know everyone's in must win now, you know must win now mode uh, as I would say. So everyone knows what the deal is, um, but this leads us into the power rankings here. Uh, I'm actually going to start you know I'm changing it up here. I'm starting from uh, the top this week. The top being the one seed going all the way to ten. There's more shakeup down below. Um, so I want to, you know, do it in reverse style here. I think this works out better. Um, and so we have Luke Boyd, the commissioner, coming in at number one, uh, as I said earlier, um, keeping that number one ranking with a nice dub over MMC. Always a tough team to play. Um, so on the road, especially. So a huge win for Boyd uh, staying at the top. At number two, we have about that action. Uh, gross win, yes, but a win nonetheless against Team Cough Daddy. Also always a tough team to play on the road uh moving to six and three um about that action uh now officially one know with the team name change i like it um staying hot uh, at number three we have mr matthew kleinhands um number one in the playoffs right now uh, and in the upcoming weeks i'll start reviewing the playoff bracket um once things start getting serious um, and they are serious right now but you know when it's, you know do or die um, but he, number three, still in the power rankings, uh, ultimately needs a couple losses out about the action in Boyd, um, AKA the commissioner to get moved back up on the last time of season to do that. But currently saying number three, um, with the best record in the league at seven and two, number four, we have big Sam 
Uh, moving from number six uh, was trending down, but is now starting to trend up after a huge win over Big Ticket in Vegas. Um, so Kuhn back in the mix at five and four. It's actually a good place to be right now. Um, you know, it's only those four teams that are over five hundred, the rest of the league under. So if it's going to be five four, lots of work there to be done though. You know, so looks could be some shifting. And number five, the biggest jump of the week, we had the Sukun Saloons moving from number five. Or from number nine to number five, uh, we're back. Four-spot movement, back in the playoff mix. Um, feels good to say. Lots of work gets to be done. I'm in must-win now mode. Uh, take you know Every week I'm playing someone in the playoffs, so it's going to be a battle, but we're ready for it. We're ready for the test. Um, it's, it, it's going down. Uh, and at number six, we have Nick Fernando, um, currently number five uh, in front of the saloons at six. Um, in the playoffs, but with the head-to-head matchup, I'm going with that here. Uh, I got the podcast. I got the head-to-head. We're moving to number five as opposed to number six. Nato trending down with two losses, um, so ultimately that ultimately made my decision. With the Saloons only being a couple points behind Nato in points four. And number seven, we have falling out of the playoffs. Nick Pastuovic, a.k.a. Big Ticket, Dan Fernando. Um Three-game losing streak. Desperately needs a win next week against the Saloons, or he's going to stay on the outside. Um, so looking to have a big win next week. Uh, at number eight, we have Mike Nasser moving from number seven to number eight. Um, Nasser just not being able to get it done late uh, in his matchup with the Saloons. Looking to get back to the drawing board. Still in the mix. Uh, needs a huge win next week. Uh, Cough Daddy moving from number 10 to number nine. Even though he didn't win last week, I'm rewarding him for his couple wins. Uh, and his name changed before. I like that. Um, uh, we had to have, uh, you know, ultimately, um, uh, Holman's crusty clam at number 10. Um, just not looking good for Holmanville over there. Bad vibes currently, but he still has a chance. He's three and six, you know, one, one win here, one win there. Um, it could be Holman back in the playoffs. Um, so not out of it yet. He loves being counted out. It's, you know, I'm, I'm doing you a favor, Holman. I'm putting you at 10. Um, let's get it done. Uh, which leads us into our week 10 matchups here um and let's get right into it uh big matchups across the board love what i see um let's start with about that action taking on big sam titties about that action heading into uh big sam world um i like about that action this matchup i think about that action keeps it hot um huge favorites even being on the road uh, i'm taking the spread uh or the money line in a parlay with about that action i just don't think the uh, big sam can keep up uh, we have the Commissioner taking on McGee's Human Centipede. Going to be a battle here. Um, and it's at McGee's. I love the money line here, uh, plus 130 uh, with being home. And I think he gets it done against the Commissioner. Uh, you know, Tough loss last week against the Saloons. I think he gets it done uh, in bounce-back fashion. Uh, I like what I see this week uh, against the Commish. Um, Conundrums taking on MMC. Uh, I love MMC at uh at the money line here, uh, minus uh, 120 um, at home. Always a tough place to play at. You know, they're on that, you know, they do that thing where they, they win two, lose two, they've lost twice. I see them getting it done uh, against the Conundrums, who just, you know, don't think we'll be able to put up enough points uh, against a high-powered offense in Minneapolis. Um, we also have a huge rivalry here. Used, you know, almost was stepbrothers. Um, that would have been insane. Um, Holman. You know, the Krusty Clams taking on Team Cough Daddy. Must-win matchup here. This is almost like a playoff matchup here. 
um, for the two, the, the playing game to get in. The, uh, oh, man, this is where it's at. Uh, and I'm going with the home team here. Team Cough Daddy, um, you know, he he lives for these moments. Uh, you know, even with losing last week, he likes where he stands. Uh, and I'm taking Cough Daddy. I'm taking I'm taking the points, minus two and a half. Uh, I think Coughlin gets it done. I, I think it's going to be close, though. It, it, it's going to come down um, to a couple of boys just needing some wins here. It's going to come down to it. Um, but it's ultimately going to be Team Cop Day taking down the Clams. Uh, and the last matchup here, uh, we have the Saloons taking on Dan Fernow's Vegas Sun. Big ticket uh, matchup of the week. Um, two, four, and five teams uh, going head-to-head. So either one team's going to be in the playoffs, one team's going to be not. It's as simple as that. Uh, Sorry, next week. So another must-win matchup for the Saloons. But you know we're taking the Saloons on the road at plus 105. It just has to be done. Uh, Saloon's been battling adversity all season. Doesn't get any different here. Losing the ticket first week, he's not going to do it again. Saloon's get it done in dramatic fashion. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, It's getting cold out there, which means it's time to snuggle up, get by the fire, watch some sports this weekend. A lot of basketball, a lot of football. Um, you owe it to yourselves. Thanksgiving right around the corner. Um, so it's just that time. Good vibes all around. Good holiday vibes. Uh, I love you all. Real Daddy has to go. I'll see you next week. Real Daddy out. <laughs>